welcome to Tea Soul Pop. My name is Laura and today's episode is from the archive of late 2020. In this episode, I interviewed Dr. Iziko Chatel about setting up a roleplay task in class. At the time of recording, Iziko was working as an academic in the fields of drama and performing arts in China. His work centred on designing and delivering blended teacher training programmes to support drama and language teachers across Asia. I started the interview by asking him, what can teachers do to foster more authentic interactions between learners during a role play task? I think that part of the reason it may be difficult to include a more emotion-filled uh, conversation is because we don't think about what's the context necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we, we think about, of course, yeah, where are these people? Okay, they're in a coffee shop. What are they doing? They're ordering a coffee. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and as English, English teachers, we can focus maybe a little bit too heavily on what are the exact words and what's the order that they're being said, mm-hmm. um, rather than thinking actually, you know, who are the people talking? Um, why are they ordering a coffee? Obviously, they mm-hmm. want to buy a coffee, but why? Like, where have they come from? Who is the person ordering the coffee? What happened earlier in their day? You know, are they particularly tired? Has it been a long day and they need a coffee after work? Or is it an early morning? How would that affect things? I mean, the, the questions to ask are, who is talking? Where are they talking? And what's happening? And what's, what the great thing about those questions is, is there's no one correct answer. So yeah. although the students may be saying the same words, the way that they can say the same sentence can be hundreds of different ways. I mean, for example, if in the conversation someone says, uh, good morning, I'd like to, I'd like a coffee, please. Obviously, the words are the same, but the, the emotion behind it, if they're really tired in the morning, say, oh, I'd like a coffee, please. Um, or if they're, you know, very happy or excited. I mean, the question comes, what happened before? You know, what, what, what is this character? And we don't have to go too deeply into creating whole narratives of a story. But we can ask the students, obviously, depending on their level. First, what's the emotion of the characters as they're asking the question? And why? Maybe what happened just before? What is the the broader context? And learners can play with that. And this is kind of one of the ways to really engage them is through emotions. Um, Because that's the thing that actually, even in communication, even in any kind of conversation with anyone, we're having a conversation, but what's happening beneath that conversation? What are the emotions that we're sharing? What are the, what are the, the you know, what's the heart? What's the essence of what we're trying to communicate? Yeah, so role play is a really good opportunity for us to say things in many different ways and for our learners to experiment and play with different emotions, how what they say can change not based on the words, but based on how the word is said. It's funny that you mention this as a technique, because I use it in my drama classes when I'm preparing my learners for the choral speaking and the, the individual solo speaking events. These are poetry events. I haven't actually thought about adding this layer to role plays in my actual language classes. It could bring a lot more fun into the classroom and maybe the, the learners can just step out of their own comfort zones themselves as well to take on a role that's very different to how they're feeling or what they think at that particular point in time. And that could be quite confidence boosting, I think, for a lot of students, you know, where they're not actually having Mm -hmm. to be themselves. They're actually 
just being someone else who may be really tired that day and really wants the coffee we're going with the coffee example that seems to be in this podcast throughout <laughs> is ordering a coffee <laughs> and no yes you're certainly right and it's it's not only though them having an opportunity to become a character or to think as a character we can also take one step back especially if we're working maybe with younger learners we can say what do you think that person is feeling or that person is is uh, thinking sometimes in a role play learners can become a little bit nervous because although they understand maybe what someone's feeling or how they're thinking about something they don't want to take on that role themselves and so one way to start is to ask questions about the character before the role play begins and start thinking about, okay, who is this character? Shall we give them a name? They're nameless. I mean, when we read through English course books, that maybe, maybe for the younger children, there are some you know, regular characters. But often as, as we go through more advanced textbooks, they, they, these people just become nameless faces that say very wooden sentences. What we can do is we can give them names and we can talk about their, you know, where they were just before they came into this conversation or where might they go afterwards? How could the conversation continue? That's a really, really fun one because, you know, setting up the context in the role play and then what happens next? If you're following a course book and there's the next topic, can we segue into that next topic? Can we use this conversation as a lead into a next topic or can we use the vocabulary from the previous unit? You know, can we add it into this conversation? Is there a way to build more than just the text that is in the often very short conversation? I think you have kind of already answered that second question, and that is what can we do to help our learners step into roles? And you mentioned showing characters, giving the characters a name, asking questions. But you can ask these questions and elicit ideas from them to kind of build that background story. And I think with that, you can personalise the role play to the learner's preferences and also to their own context. So if we go back to that restaurant example of role playing, ordering something in a restaurant or a cafe, of course, this can vary greatly um, in terms of where you are in the world. So here in Hong Kong, we may want to order bubble milk tea, for example, and a pineapple bun, a sandwich, that kind of thing. So you can build on what the cafe is selling and the type of things that the learners would actually want to purchase and what is actually relevant in their day-to-day -day lives and therefore take that scenario that's in the context and really make it more specific to the location and the, the teaching context that you're actually working in. Definitely and and also I mean what, what is a very fun game uh, to do is to have a sentence and change the emotion of how it's said. I know I keep coming back to emotion, emotion, emotion but it really is um, a very simple and useful thing to bear in mind mm. when developing these kind of tasks. And you don't have to always use the same emotion. And what I mean by that is when you're just starting to look at the role play, you'll say, okay, let's say this line in this way. And then let's say it in a different way and a different way. And does it change the whole dynamic of the conversation? Does it change the atmosphere of the whole conversation? Maybe a different tone would actually change the outcome if we develop the role play further. Maybe mm. a, a complete different story may emerge. And just a quick tip um, while I remember it, a very simple way to encourage your learners to speak with a particular emotion 
is you don't have to ask them to think about that emotion in their own life and then to bring that emotion back up. It can also be a bit dangerous to do that outside of a drama space as well. One way to avoid bringing up any negative emotions or sensitive emotions uh, can be just to ask the learners to show the facial expression of the emotion they would like to speak in. It's very difficult to say something sad with a happy face. So, for example, if we want to say, I'd like a coffee, please. Now, actually, Laura, I'll ask, ask you to do this. Please put on the biggest smile right now that you yeah. possibly do. The okay. biggest, biggest smile. And then say, I would like a coffee, please. I'd like a coffee, please. And then change the facial expression and put a very angry face. You know, really pull the eyebrows down, really frown hard and say, I'd like a coffee, please. I'd like a coffee, please. Very nice. I really feel we need a big positive emotion to finish this one on. Um, excited, excited. We'll go over that one. Um, Can you do this one? <laughs> excited. <laughs> Show me how you'd order a coffee excitedly. I'd like a coffee, please. There you go. And I'm about to jump in uh, to some kind of Disney movie. Thinking about who they are and how they're feeling. That's a really nice way of really getting them into the role and make it a bit more authentic and kind of stepping out of that classroom environment. I personally would avoid using emotions that wouldn't be constructive for that communicative scenario or don't really have a place in that communicative scenario. So I would steer away actually from negative emotions such as anger or, you know, them expressing anger maybe we'd cover that in a complaint scenario but not necessarily in the example we talked about of ordering food in a restaurant i what do you think about that i agree obviously we need to be careful with the kind of emotions that we're exploring and expressing in these scenarios we don't have to always have an expected scenario play out in the role play something completely unexpected may happen. The cashier say, or the barista says, oh, today's a special offer. It's buy one, get one free. And then the person responds, oh, fantastic. You know, they would be more surprised than maybe they, we would first expect them to be. But working with younger children is particularly fun because they can really think of some very creative what happens next. Or they can be really creative with what happened just before. You know, maybe the person ordering the coffee has just jumped out of the helicopter, you know, float and, and parachuted down. Or maybe they're having ordering a coffee and they're on the moon. Or my point is, yes, we need to be careful with the, the emotions and steer clear of maybe particular negative ones in some aspects. Yet we don't always have to be predictable. I think that's what I'm trying to say. We, we shouldn't always be predictable with maybe the narrative. One of the problems that can occur when you're using a role play is that the learners may finish the task quickly or there may be a group that finished the task quickly, uh, focusing on the end result rather than the interaction itself. For example, if the learners are role playing, asking for directions, then they may just ask one person and then turn to me and say, finished. And that's it. It's literally lasted, lasted a few minutes when I really wanted a, a bit more time for them to recycle the language we've been using in class and take a lot more turn taking, maybe interact with a lot more students than what they have done. So what strategies can teachers use to encourage greater turn taking and participation during a role play task so that it does last a bit longer than the two minute example I just gave? Yeah, I think set up your role play as a springboard. What I mean by that is set up the role play um, 
as the beginning part of the task. So they must complete the task that you set in terms of going through the main language points and the main aims of the lesson. But when they get to the end of it, instead of them seeing it as something that they've finished, have them see that they've now come to the point where they can play with the role play. That now they, they can be given questions such as what happens next? Can you think of three different ways the story can end? Three different ways that the story began? Or um, three different ways that if you use a different tone, I mean, it's for more, for more advanced learners, if you change the tone, so here it's a bit softer, how does that change this particular part of the role play? I think the end of a task, if framed correctly, is actually the beginning of them being able to play and to play with the language. And that's where you're going to have them on their own will, on their own accord, their own desire to recycle the language again and again. And it doesn't become monotonous or, or boring because they're finding different ways to play with the language. And I think that comes right back to the beginning point about emotions. When children are enjoying playing with something, it's very difficult to stop them playing. And if we can have our learners playing with the language, thinking of different contexts and scenarios, which can be very realistic or can be completely um, imaginative, all of these opportunities are opportunities for the learners to play with the language. Um, as long as they are keeping within the rules, they're using the language with the correct grammar, they're, they're not creating their own language, but they are still playing with it. I think that's, that's a way to go. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your top tips, Ezekiel, and for giving up your time to talk about oh, setting up pleasure. role plays effectively for our lessons. Oh, you're most welcome. And uh, thanks to all the listeners for listening. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you. That's a wrap for season two of the TESOL Pop podcast. None of this would have been possible without the support of you, our listeners, and our wonderful guests. Thank you to everyone who has made the second season possible. If you enjoy the podcast, then you can support us by sharing episodes with fellow teachers, following us on social media, or posting a review on Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, then you can contact us via Facebook, Instagram, or the website, tesolpop.com. Thank you.